Welcome back to Podcast Demastered. I am here with Chelsea as always, and we are uh, we're in the middle of October here, going into our second kind of Halloween-ish episode. Um, and this week we wanted to we wanted to talk about one of I think one of our favorite shows. Is that right? <laughs> Say favorite. That. That's a something that's something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of our funny shows, I suppose. We'll say that. Yes. Scream Queens, which is kind of a Halloween show, kind of, mm-hmm. in the aspect that it's a horror show in a way. Um, it's more like a like a dark, twisted slasher comedy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, we're gonna kind of do a little retrospective on that show. How are you feeling about that, Chelsea? Oh, there's a lot to say about this show. There's so much. This, sh- this is a lot to unpack. <laughs> yes, it there. is a lot to unpack. Yes. <laughs> I mean, this show is, it's kind of considered a little bit older now, I guess. You know, it came out in 2015. Which is weird. Yeah. 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 But we're only going to talk about the first season. So we'll maybe get to the... So no spoilers, please. <laughs> <laughs> neither neither of us have seen the second season. Nope. We've only seen the first season. And so I know for me, I, I rewatch this show like every October, every fall. Um, it's just that kind of show for me. Uh, Chelsea, how many times have you seen it? 1.3 times. <laughs> 1.3 times. Yes. Okay. So did you just like finally finish the whole thing then, I'm guessing? Yeah, so I did, or a couple weeks ago, I did, yeah, watch the entire season. So I actually thought I had seen most of the show, most of the first season originally, but when I started watching it, I was like, oh no, I don't remember ever watching this. Apparently I quit really early on. I didn't quit because I completely hated it or anything. It was just I got busy and I was distracted with other shows. Oh, yeah. But to be honest, this show, I love and hate it at the same time. That's appropriate. It's good, bad. <laughs> That's the also good yeah. way to describe it. <laughs> well, like, it starts out so strong. Like, the first, like, three, four episodes are, like, just prime time mystery laughing the whole way through. And it kind of, like, dips down a little bit. And then you're just kind of like, well, when when is it going to end? Are we, we're just going to stretch out this mystery, I suppose, for forever. But you get to the end, and it's... I don't think the ending's terribly strong. Yeah. It's not, like, rushed. It's just, like, they've, they hit the point. So, like, so finish it out kind of thing. Yeah. For me, the first episode, when I watched it again, I was like, OMG, what did I get myself into? I regret wanting to watch this show. I didn't think the first episode really <laughs> aged that well. And it's funny to say because the show came out in 2015. Right. I understand like Chanel is supposed to be a terrible character and is very cringy and stuff. But some of the jokes and stuff, it was just kind of fell flat for me. And I was like, oh, gosh, is the whole show like this? But I'm like, no, I have to keep going. And I was like, OK, no, I thought the second episode was much better. And I enjoyed most of the episodes throughout. And I do agree, it does kind of Mm -hmm. really stretch out the mystery and kind of really take its time a little bit towards the end. And I agree with like the reveal at the end. It just, because there were so many other twists and turns throughout the season that I was expecting something a little bit more from the last episode. But it was kind of like, uh, okay, I see. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, it's it's fine. (laughs) The the last episode kind of does this weird thing, like for a mystery where you reach like the climax of of the story they're telling of the mystery but instead of resolving the mystery like revealing it you get like a time jump (laughs) and then they kind of go back and like cover what happened Mm -hmm. which in like a mystery horror kind of thing is a lot different than letting the events play out yeah but that whole last episode is 
feels almost like an epilogue anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's probably because they're just, like, retelling what happened <laughs> at the end of the story instead yeah. of just letting it play out. But, yeah, no, you're right about that, like, that pilot episode. Mm-hmm. It, it hits a little different than the rest of the series. But thankfully it does, like, the humor kind of catches into its own little thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of the pilots, it's a little bit cheesy. It's a little bit 80s slasher fic. Mm-hmm. But trying to mix with, like, a modern feel. Yeah. Um, but then you get into episode two, and it feels more, like, satirical. Mm-hmm. Like, they're making fun of it, which is, I think, what they were supposed to be going for in the first episode. Yes. It just doesn't quite, like, doesn't quite hit that way yet. Yeah. They were trying a little too hard there. and mm-hmm. Surely not not Ryan Murphy. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never Ryan Murphy. But you know when it's a Ryan Murphy project, you know you're in for a ride. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't ask where he's going to take you, but he's going <laughs> to take you there. So Yes. <laughs> Let's see. So we, we kind of summarized. Well, we, we kind of summarized the show. Um, mm-hmm. If you've never seen Scream Queens before, Scream Queens is a satirical dark comedy slasher that it came out in 2015. It went for two seasons, which I think kind of bled into 2017 a little bit, maybe. Um, but it follows a cast of sorority sisters um, and some extras as they are terrorized by a serial killer who is out for revenge. And then the, the mystery is trying to solve who is the serial killer, what do they want kind of thing. Which you, you get the gist of who, more like the background of who that person is, um, but you don't find out specifically who it is till like the last episode. Mm-hmm. So it takes some time, but you get there. Yeah. And with the first season, them being sorority sisters, it takes place on their college campus. And the killer happens to be dressing up as the Red Devil, which is at the time the school's mascot. Which I honestly, I thought that the, the, <laughs> the costume is great. And you can tell that the killer has fun with everything. And I just, like, laugh. Just the dramatic way they do everything. Yeah. They're very dramatic, that is for sure. Yeah, you don't need to see their facial expressions to understand how dramatic they are. No, you don't. That's for sure. But you do get a lot of crazy expressions and reactions coming from the main cast when he shows up. (laughs) (laughs) They're always, always over the top with that. Yep, which fits perfectly with the title of the show, <laughs> Scream Queens, and plays into that whole mm-hmm. horror aspect. But yes, nope, there. <laughs> or Scream Divas, really. Scream Divas. <laughs> I like that better. Yep, like 100% that. <laughs> that cast. So let's see, talking about the cast, um, this show has a lot of big names in it. Mm-hmm. It's headlined by Emma Roberts. If you've seen American Horror Story... Almost any season, she's in that. And if you've seen American Horror Story Coven, she plays almost the same character as she does in that season, but like way over the top. <laughs> and then, so she's she is the sorority president, Chanel. Stupid, gross, rich family, um, which she reminds you about a lot. Yes. Um, and she and she thrives in the whole sorority uh, Greek life system. Where, you know, because she is rich and popular, she rules everybody and can get away with literal murder. <laughs> and then she has, she has her henchmen. Yes. Or her, what does she call her goons? Mm-hmm. One of the many names she calls them. Yes, I'm pretty sure goons <laughs> is one of them. <laughs> one of the perfectly appropriate names. Yes, yes, for sure. 
She loves that, yeah, Greek life, sorority life, and she has to have goons, but you know, they can't be their own people. They have to be named after her. Absolutely. So you got, you know, Chanel number two, Chanel number three, Chanel number five. Because, <laughs> like, Chanel number four, like, dies or something. Is that what happened? I think, I can't remember. Yeah, they just, <laughs> yeah, they don't talk about them. They're just like, okay, that number's gone. Let's move on up to a different one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's to the point where, like, she, Chanel doesn't even really know the rest of the girls' names. Or anything about um, them. <laughs> she just calls them, or anything about them. Um, she just calls them number two and number four, number five. Mm-hmm. And that's what the entire cast ends up calling them. Like, you find out their names, but that's not important. <laughs> yeah, no. But two of the main Chanel's that you see a lot of in the show is Chanel number three and Chanel number five. And both of them are also played by very famous actresses as well. I love them. Yes. Chanel number three is Billy Lord. And in case people don't know who actually Billy Lord is, you may also know who her mother and grandmother are, because her mother is Carrie Fisher and grandmother Debbie Reynolds. So quite the family, quite the legacy Crazy. in that sense. I didn't, I didn't know that like for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when I learned that, it hit me like a house, like I was floored. Yeah. Um, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely but, very surprising when you hear it for the first time. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, number five, you have Abigail Breslin. Is that her last name? Did I say that right? Breslin. Um, Abigail Breslin. Breslin. There we go. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know her from anything apart from Scott Pilgrim versus the World. <laughs> oh, really? She. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that. But I've known her for a lot of other oh, things when I, she was younger. I won't ruin who she plays in that movie. You're looking up who else she has played. I'm guessing. Yeah. So. Well, one of her biggest roles is she was in Little Miss Sunshine, which I've actually never seen that movie, but... Oh my gosh, that is her! Yeah. She's really young in that movie. Yeah, no, she was like a big child star, so she's... Oh, she's adorable in that movie. Another big one she was in was My Sister's Keeper. She was in Zombieland. Zombieland, forgot about that. She played, like, lots of roles in various things. I mean, she also... Was a child actually because I mean she also has a brother who was really big into films during that time too. I mean, I don't know if he still acts. Does he, Spencer Ruslan? I I don't recognize that name, but I would probably recognize his face. He plays I think it's Curtis in the Santa Claus movies. He's the other elf in Santa Claus too. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was deeply rooted in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to think about that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, yeah, he's been in a lot of other things, too. Yeah, so, siblings. Okay, okay. So, the three of them, along with occasional cameos by Ariana Grande, <laughs> who plays <laughs> who plays Chanel number two, mm-hmm. <laughs> they make up, like, I don't know, would you kind of call them the antagonists? <laughs> yeah, they're the mean girls, yeah. Yeah, they're the mean girls of mm-hmm. the of the show. Um, and then they're they're joined by like the pledge sisters who are kind of the main characters of the show, like as as in like moving the plot forward. You have the the fraternity separate from them, the Dicky Dollar Scholars, <laughs> um, <laughs> headed by Glenn Powell. Oh my gosh! Which this is the this is the only thing that I've seen him in. I know he was in the new Top Gun movie, mm-hmm. um, but I I haven't seen that yet. Um, but he is absolutely terrific <laughs> in this show. Yeah, no, he's ridiculous. 
it's funny because I've seen him try to play it like good guys and some things, but then no, he's really great at playing a total jerk, which is what his character is in Top Gun <laughs> as well. Jerk. He's also in Hidden <laughs> Figures. He plays John Glenn, so complete opposite. Oh, there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't catch him. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so let's see. And then the only other major actor in in the fraternity is. Uh, is it Nick Jonas? Yes, Nick Jonas. Nick Jonas. Nick Jonas. Mm-hmm. Um, and he cameos a whole bunch as Lynn Powell's character's best friend. Which, he was a delight in this show, Nick Jonas. I he was. really enjoyed it. Really and was. I was like, okay, <laughs> you're great in the show. And he definitely knew how to camp up his character in the best way possible. <laughs> by, the time you, by the time you get to the second half um, and everybody's calling him Dead Gay Boone... <laughs> That's how uh, that's how we refer to him in this house now. <laughs> He's dead gay boon. <laughs> so kind of going back to the sorority side with the pledges. So mm-hmm. those are some... I, I was familiar with who these people were before they were in the show as well. I only know Kiki Palmer. I was familiar with the girl who played Grace, Skylar Samuels. But I uh-huh. think some of the properties I've seen her in actually came out after the show. But I watched the show fully after seeing them. Because she was in this a short-lived show on when it was ABC Family called Nine Lives of Chloe King. And then she also is in the also short-lived show that was on Fox, The uh, the Gifted, the X-Men kind of spinoff about the family. Is she? She's not the sister, is she? No, she's not the sister. She's the... Uh... Oh, wait. No, she's uh, Polaris. No, she's the... Oh, no. Dang it. She's the Cuckoos. Yes. She's the Cuckoos. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've only seen like five non-concurrent episodes of that show (laughs) but no i because i because i think brandon was watching it and like and when you get later into that show you can actually like recognize some of the x-men characters (laughs) (laughs) um and like i know like when polaris appeared i was just like okay well that's obviously polaris and brandon's like well yeah i'm like okay perfect excellent and then i think blink was in it but then skylar shows up as not the quintuplets, mm-hmm. just as the triplets, because mm-hmm. because because money. <laughs> um, <laughs> Reason. Um, I was like, wait a minute, that's the girl from Scream Queens, and he was just like, yeah, that's that's Grace from Scream Queens, and I was just like, oh, blew mm-hmm. my mind. Wasn't expecting that. Yeah, no, but oh, Kiki Palmer though, her character, I I loved her in the show too. <laughs> Always a delight. <laughs> Oh in everything gosh. she does. <laughs> yes, for real. Well, let's see. Um, so, so do you do you have a favorite character? Which I know is kind of hard to ask. It definitely is hard to ask. I mean, should we just like should we just like list them? Just yeah. like go through, just go through the characters. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Let's start with Chanel. <sighs> I can't say how I like her character, but I can appreciate that Emma Roberts does an amazing job at playing terrible people. Oh, yes, she does. Every every time she opens her mouth, like, I can get ready to laugh. I got mad at the show because I'm like, why are you trying to make me like her? She is such a terrible person. Like, please stop (laughs) it. Please. She, she has a few, like, redeeming moments, you know, like, yes. where she's doing the right thing, or she's, like, standing up for somebody, but those are very short moments, 
um, that mm-hmm. give her a small Very. moment of like real empowerment, mm-hmm. and then she just goes right back to being just her the comfortable evil self. Yeah. Oh God. I do like Chanel number three. <laughs> Chanel number three, I think, is my favorite. <laughs> I think she's my favorite Chanel. <laughs> no, yeah, she's definitely mine. I just her deadpan, like everything, and just <laughs> I love how you find out why she wears earmuffs. That is so great that you actually find out why. Because at first I was like, this is just a weird quirk. I'll go with it. Whatever. And it's so random and it never comes up again. Like No. I thought it was going to come up at the very end. Well, I thought it was going to have something to do with her dad being uh, mm. <laughs> being Charles Manson. Gosh. No, just was it like she she dated somebody who was like obs- kind of like obsessed with her ears. Mm-hmm. But it led to him like being expelled from school because he was getting way too like about her ears or something like that um so he got kicked out of school and then like continued to threaten her saying he was gonna like cut her ears off or something yeah if he ever saw them again so she's like if he ever saw them again yeah so she just wears these like super fashionista earmuffs Mm -hmm. at all times except for at the end when they're doing the court case thing and she just has her hair done up like Leia, yes. Princess Leia style. Leia, yes. <laughs> covering, covering her ears. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's that reference there. I love it. <laughs> and it's funny because after she did Scream Queens, she went on to do like season five, I think, of American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. I think it was five. It was the one with the election and like the cult and stuff. She's in that one. And like, she like wears her hair like a normal person in that season. And seeing mm-hmm. her ears, I was just like, I'm almost uncomfortable. <laughs> like where are your earmuffs <laughs> where are your earmuffs <laughs> where are your earmuffs <laughs> excuse me i can see your ears <laughs> come on, cover up please <laughs> oh well kind of just going through the characters like chanel number five like i didn't really like her at all i thought you know abigail breslin just you know was fine and was good in the role but just annoying her character. character is just an- yeah it's just annoying She's just super diva, whine, complain about everything, woe is me, Mm -hmm. like people are dying left and right, but like, I was 10 feet from the killer, you should care more about that. (laughs) Not the people who died. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there are two other people we haven't actually mentioned that people probably know their names. I feel like we should talk about one of them first, which would be Leah Michelle. Leah, Leah Michelle. Leah Michelle, Yeah. Although her character in this is, thank God, it's a lot different than like Glee. (laughs) Yes. So it was tolerable to me. (laughs) Yes. Especially like her in like the first half. She's just this like frumpy girl in a neck brace who's like super creepy and socially awkward. Mm -hmm. But then Chanel takes her under her wing, quote unquote, makes her hot. (laughs) (laughs) Takes takes their neck brace away from her. (laughs) And, and names her Chanel number six. <laughs> but oh, I just, I was like, okay, I can watch her in this role. Like, she is so great at being super creepy and basically a psycho. Like, I am enjoying this and it makes me laugh. And I'm like, there we go. This is mm-hmm. the only thing I want to see her in. <laughs> and her obsession with Chanel's boyfriend is great. Oh my gosh. That whole thing is so <laughs> creepy. <laughs> morbid things well, death you get and, yeah. you get yeah you get two people who uh basically have necrophilia in the mm-hmm. same room and, uh-huh you know things are getting weird <laughs> well speaking of somebody who also has weird quirks in the show well at least her character does not her specifically 
the one, the ultimate, probably most famous person in the show, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Dang Curtis. You could take Emma Roberts out of this show and, like, she would steal every scene that she's in. Like, she would own the show. Mm-hmm. I would be disappointed that Emma Roberts was in the show, but yes, no. Jamie Lee Curtis being in the show is definitely a huge highlight. Mm-hmm. And she plays the dean of the college. <laughs> <laughs> Super feminist, empowerment, like... A very questionable feminist. <laughs> yeah, it's very questionable fem. Well, her version of feminism, yes. anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, old school, old school feminism. Um, and she... Not that she, like, has amazing morals... <laughs> necessarily no 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 (laughs) she's probably like the least insane person on the show to a degree take out like grace and uh zayday yeah yeah take those two out and you probably have your third most which is very concerning insane Yeah. yeah but she's great she basically she kind of plays like the opposition to the uh to the sorority for most of the show where she wants to get rid of the greek system period um, so she comes in and she changes up the rules um, for the sorority, saying that anybody can pledge. Like, you have to accept everybody. There is no mm-hmm. no choosiness, no hazing, no nothing. Which, of course, uh, those changes are not supported by the Chanel's. But she's got kids dying left and right on her campus, and she's just very unconcerned about it. Mm-hmm. Like, she's hoping that, that the killer will just kind of kill the sorority and everything will be done. <laughs> It'll go all according to her plan, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because, you know, she does have a run-in at some point with the killer, and it's, you know, it's a little bit surprising (laughs) or kind of like, what in the world, where she definitely puts them in their place and (laughs) beats them up. I've seen that movie 50 times. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Which is also just so funny and also perfect because having a show called Scream Queens and having Jamie Lee Curtis in it, because she is kind of like known as being a scream queen in a sense for being in the Halloween franchise. And a fun fact, I don't know if you know this. So interestingly enough, her mother is Janet Lee, which people probably know her most from the role of Marion Crane in Psycho. She is the lady in the shower scene. Oh my gosh, so that's so that makes that scene even funnier. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. Yes. <laughs> that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love how like in that one so in that one scene she's like, you know, at home and it's you know, at nighttime and she gets in the shower and you know, she's got one of the classic shower curtains that show your silhouette and everything and mm-hmm. the killer comes up with the knife, you know, rips the shower curtain back, but she's not in it anymore. And then she's behind him in a robe and she just like beats the crap out of the killer. <laughs> she's mm-hmm. wave, waving her finger around. I've seen that movie 50 times. Yes. But then she proceeds to fight multiple three people. <laughs> yeah. Three of them. Um, and she gets away with that scot-free. So good for her. Yep. Good for mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> yes. So yeah, just fun tidbits about her. And yeah, because it's this show too is just funny in the sense that it really plays at that campy horror and also just has a lot of just those scenes like related to Psycho or various other horror films. It really plays into those popular tropes. Mm-hmm. I would call it, it's an insane ode to horror slasher films. If you're a fan of horror slasher movies, stuff like that, you'd have plenty to laugh at um, in this show outside of Emma Roberts' 
insulting and belittling literally every single other person in the show constantly. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know who we didn't bring up? Who? The lady who plays Denise Hemphill, the security oh, guard. Oh, yes. I, I can't remember oh. this lady's name, um, but I love her all the time and everything she does. And you'd think I'd remember her name. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Niecy Nash. Oh, okay. Now she brings the laughs to the show. Oh, God. <laughs> she brings she brings so many unexpected laughs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Which I think that actress is actually on a show right now where she plays like an FBI oh, agent or something. Yeah, I've I've seen like the ads for it, and because yes. I love her, I'm like I almost like I don't care for like police dramas and stuff like that. I'm sure it's a lot more than that because it has her in it, so I'm sure it's a comedy as well. Mm-hmm. I'm just like that's what happens after the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to give that a shot. I love her so much. It's definitely a wild ride. You'll. You'll laugh. You'll be offended. You might jump a little bit. Enjoy the good badness that it is. <laughs> yes. It's campy. You know, it, it just is yes. what it is. Mm-hmm. Do you have, do you have a favorite scene? I know this is, this is tough. Yeah. There's definitely two that pop into my mind. The first one is the opening to, I think it's episode three, the Chanelloween Chanelloween! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that whole just opening video is just outrageously hilarious and just also appalling at the same time. And it really just plays up to so many things. Just For our listeners, can you explain Chanelloween? I want to hear the Chelsea explained Chanelloween. Okay. Chanelloween. <laughs> Chanel just thinks it's just her civic duty in life to just, you know, give back to her fans that follow her on social media because she has so many, apparently. And so to celebrate it each year, she has Chanelloween where she spends the time packaging up. You know, this takes a lot of out, out of her to, you know, thank her fans. Various <laughs> weird crap, various body parts. <laughs> Like, here's a leg. Like, like decorative Halloween kind of thing. Just very, yes, gruesome decorative Halloween things and sense of the mail. And then you get to see the reaction videos from her fans just crying tears of joy when they get that package and open up that severed head, the hand. <laughs> it's just, I just loved how that whole beginning played out. It was absolutely hilarious and just perfectly ridiculous to everything. And that it is really perfectly describes what her idea of giving back to people oh, is. Yes. Oh yes, I love at the very, very end of that little clip when, like, she's like, "Oh, we like we couldn't get in contact with this girl, so we're going to go deliver it <laughs> ourselves." Yes. And she shows up, and the girl is like, she opens the door and immediately is like on the ground, like crying and grasping at her chest, like, "I can't believe Chanel's here," and you know, and they like. You know, she gives her her present. They, she opens it up, and at the very end, it's it's her. It's the two of them like walking side by side, like in their na- in that neighborhood. But Chanel's like in one of those little like kid automated jeep things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, because she can't be bothered to walk. Nope. Yes. <laughs> Walking is for peasants. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Or, or the other Chanels, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So that was definitely one that came to mind. How about we'll go to you? We'll go back and forth since I have a couple. I'm sure you do too. 
Oh, let's see. One of the first, one of the first main Chanel scenes you get is where she takes the um, the caretaker lady to the coffee shop <laughs> to discuss like trying to scare like the pledges, um, and it's mm-hmm. it's one of those typical like Karen goes to a to a coffee store where she has a super complicated order, mm-hmm. and and it just turns into like Chanel screaming at the barista about how hot she wants her drink and everything else and he she's just belittling him left and right screaming and cussing and um (laughs) it won't be long i'll probably have that whole tirade memorized oh no it's a good time (laughs) well i'll turn away from chanel for a moment because i did think of another chanel one but no i think it's in the second episode or so when it's the dicky dollar scholars and they're like we're gonna get justice for boone so they oh go, God. they're all like wearing white or whatever, carrying their baseball bats and Backstreet Boys is playing down the street. Backstreet's back is playing and they're just, and their yes. whole thing is like, we're gonna, we're gonna go get really drunk. We're gonna get baseball bats. We're gonna walk, we're gonna go down the street, like busting up mailboxes and cars and stuff, screaming the red devil's name until he comes out and fights us in the street. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, like, they're going down the street to Backstreet's back, you know, busting everything up, hooting and hollering. <laughs> and then the Red Devil shows up. Not um, one, but two. Not <laughs> one, but two. <laughs> and one of the poor guys loses both of his arms. Yep. <laughs> and continues to live for a while, so. Yeah, for a while, yeah. Now, the while. Red Devil was definitely having fun with that. That was a very slow motion shot of just, like, and one <laughs> arm is done. And the other. And I'm just going to mock you. <laughs> but no, that is... That is a great scene. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Speaking of Chad Radwell, I like. I really enjoyed this scene. I think it might be in the first episode. I don't remember. Where you find out that um, he's sleeping with the Dean. <laughs> and she's just going on this whole, like, how did I end up here in my life? Like I've all I've done all of these things for feminism throughout my life. Um, I've I have fought for I've marched I fought for so many causes, and here I am like sleeping with you, and just how 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 has my life fallen to such a point? And this is all just going completely over his head. He's mm-hmm. just like smiling and nodding like uh huh uh huh uh huh, <laughs> and then he's just like he's like well I have to tell you I'm in love with you. And she's just like, well, of course you are, because that's the only way that this whole situation could get any more, like, depressing. (laughs) I'm going to have to ask you to leave. (laughs) Oh, gosh, yeah. Chad Redwell, he, oh, man, he's a lot. He's hilarious, though, that's for sure. No, another Chanel thing that totally did just pop in my head was the Black Friday episode. I think that was at the beginning of that. (laughs) Oh, my God. What an evil Black Friday <laughs> shopper. <laughs> like, bribes to get in the stores and then just mocks people as they're staring at the windows trying to, waiting their turn, and she takes them all except for one item. <laughs> She's horrid. She is. <laughs> that is such a Chanel thing to do, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, no, as I watched this, like, I, I'm like, I can't believe it, but no. No, this is totally a thing she would do. You, you can believe it. You absolutely can. Yes. <laughs> The show is filled with so many scenes. It's it's just scene to scene, really. It's just a matter of finding the characters you like, I think, and mm. waiting for mm-hmm. their scenes. 
Yes, that is <laughs> very, very true. Well, do you want to dive into some slight spoilers in our thoughts and some of the reveals? I think we probably should. So listeners, if you want to watch this show and want to be not spoiled, fairly surprised at who the killer is and, and the general late plot of the show, I would suggest pausing and coming back to this later. Mm-hmm. It's like 13 episodes, something mm-hmm. like that. It's not too long. No, not too bad at all. And it's all on Hulu right now. So mm-hmm. that's where you can watch it. So you've been warned. Yes. <laughs> now spoiler time. So we finally get officially the killer reveal in the actual last episode. And yep, it's Hester. Leah Michelle. Yep. Killing everybody. Now, and before that, so we we found out pretty early on that there are two killers Mm -hmm. and the show goes around and around and around and around to make Mm -hmm. you second guess everybody you don't have any clue you know that there's two killers and it it could be anybody it presents lots of evidence all the time to who could it be and it changes every episode like the characters are trying to figure out and they give out they give all of their spiels about who they think it is and but you you find out i don't know kind of early like halfway through that one of the killers is boone yeah is nick jonas second or third episode i feel like it's like right up at the beginning yeah well i think that is the end of the first episode Mm. he dies but then like they cut to the morgue at the very end and like somebody pulls him out of the morgue and like he like pulls off the uh like fake like neck slice wound Mm -hmm. so you know he's involved somehow and then later you find out that there's two but then they confirm they confirm pretty quickly that boone's one of them Mm -hmm. but then who the other one is is just kind of on the fence for quite a while and you know i think it was like the second to last episode maybe three to the end i don't remember but uh grace's boyfriend the uh, journalist guy Mm -hmm. pete um pete yeah pete you find out that pete is a third killer Mm-hmm. like who's been taking the place of the other two killers like when they need to be in a different place to kind of preserve that image um and that kind of caught me off guard i wasn't terribly expecting that and i think that was more of a shock than like who the actual final killer was yeah no definitely when that pete reveal happened i was like oh well they definitely like early early on in the season they did make him a little suspicious because he did have the red devil costume but he explained it mm-hmm. away that he was the school's mascot and you know he did kind of seem suspicious at times but i'm like no okay i think it's just you know it's one of those shows where they want to you know put suspicion on everybody like each episode somebody new to say like oh no they're definitely the killer so i thought we were like okay no it was just a tease at the beginning and then it was like oh no, he really was involved. Oh no, that's really messed up because I kind of liked him and that's sad that we're going that route. Okay. <laughs> mm. Well, his, his wasn't like a, he wasn't like willfully one of the other killers. He, he kind of stumbled into it on accident and then was kind of forced into the rest of it. Kind but of. But then he kind of liked it. So then it became bad. <laughs> yeah, but then he dies. So it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he gets killed by the remaining killer and Grace is sad for a half second and then it's fine. <laughs> yeah and she's like oh no that was creepy i wasted my time with him okay uh-huh mm-hmm. and you know oh. i didn't even think about it but after he dies like nobody like mentions him again at all yeah but yeah no yeah so he was revealed as one of the killers and then we also had one of the other killers who was kind of the 
because it was like the two main killers like mother figure oh right yeah gg yep gg we didn't really talk much about her you know she's no she's just kooky what is she like the she's like the national head of the sorority yes and also the lawyer for the sorority <laughs> quote um, lawyer <laughs> then in, very like, her degree. personality is like the 90s <laughs> <laughs> why did she say like her, her therapist thinks she had a traumatic event sometime when she was a teenager in the 90s and so she's just forever stuck in the 90s yeah mm-hmm. i'd say so she comes out to be like kind of the mother of kind of the one who raised mm-hmm. the two killers to be the killers like they have this 20 year plan this whole 20 year plan going on <laughs> but they turn on her of course well Boone is already dead. And then the main killer, the one remaining, kills Gigi. I thought it was actually Pete. I thought Pete was in the costume with... He's actually at the dinner because Hester's actually at the Oh, yeah, because Hester's doing the Thanksgiving thing. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That mess. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So Pete So it's even weirder because then he kills her, yeah. Oh, no. Gigi. Yeah. No, he kills Boone, though, too, doesn't he? Yeah. I think he killed both of them. He kills both of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's there in the same room as both of them. Man, yeah. like rewatching it and trying to figure out every time the Red Devil pops up, you're like, okay, which of the three is it? Which of the three is? Yeah, and like, who is not in the room at this time? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it gets more crazy when you find out Pete is actually one of them too. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, oh gosh. <laughs> it's very wild. Mm-hmm. Well, it also helps make sense because I was like, no, I was like, if it's only revealed to be two people, this doesn't make sense how it's possible for these two. And then they're like, oh, surprise, there was an extra helper. Which I was almost expecting at one point to be like almost everybody was hired at some point to be the the killer. <laughs> They're all they all wear the costume. They all killed somebody. Every single time the red devil pops up, it's somebody different. Yes, that would have been hilarious. They should have they mm-hmm. should have figured that out for real. But yes, so Hester, 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 Hester is the the final villain, kind of. <laughs> so what was your reaction when it was um, revealed? That she was because her reveal was so like i don't know not like downplayed necessary but like almost too late like it was kind of like well who else could it be and then the characters figure it out um and they tell you like it's not like oh we just got information we know who it is but we haven't said the name yet like mm-hmm. you know they're talking about hester and they're like wait a minute she has to be the killer we have to go stop her and then hester's already in the middle of trying to frame somebody else successfully Mm -hmm. like well what are you gonna do like she gets away with it in the end so yeah yeah she pins it on the chanel's yeah yeah i was kind of when i was watching it i was like that last episode i was kind of like i don't really know why i need to watch this episode i'm like i okay i already know who the killer is like yeah no it was definitely just so much yeah like it was a very long epilogue it's just Mm -hmm. like let's keep this going for an hour (laughs) I'm like, okay. I'm like, uh. So as the more I watched it, the more I was like, okay, I'm actually a little disappointed in who it was revealed because I did have some thoughts on who I actually hoped it was be, be and I actually had some evidence to back it up because I thought it was a more fun twist. Oh, okay. Well, I was disappointed because I'm like, she's the most obvious one from the very beginning anyway because she's so crazy and she's so perfect at being such a creep. And so I was mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. Let's really not pick the obvious choice. But, you know, I mean, it doesn't make it bad. It just made it a little... A little bit of a bummer for me. I thought that the fact that Boone was one of the killers was cooler than the fact that Hester was. Yes, Because when you found out, I mean, at the whole end of the first episode, when you found out Boone was at least in on it, 
Mm-hmm. That was more interesting of a twist than at the very end when it's like, oh, it's Hester because she's yes. already done so many crazy things and flipped mm-hmm. sides and everything else so many times. It was just kind of like, well, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. But was there anyone that you had hoped was actually the final killer? Man, I don't know. I think by the time it was just kind of revealed to be Hester, I was just like, okay. <laughs> Like, I, I, there was nothing left, because I, I think I felt like everybody who was still alive, I was pretty, like, confident of them not being the killer. So when they were like, yeah, it's Hester, I was like, yeah, <laughs> I guess <Yeah>. so. <laughs> tell me, tell me who your thing was. I need to know this. Yes. So for a while, for quite a few episodes toward the end, I was kind of like, okay, there's either two options. It's either Hester or I really hope it's this person. I really hoped it was Chanel number five, played by Abigail Breslin. Oh my god. Because I had gotten the idea too early on, especially then we find out that Pete was one of the Red Devils as well. I'm like, I think there's somebody else at play here. Like there has to be more people in the costume killing people. And I'm like, okay, you put Abigail Breslin on the show, like Abigail Breslin can act. She's really good. And she's playing this a really annoying character. Like, I want them to give her more. And there's even at one point in one of the earlier episodes where she, like, randomly mentions this and, like, nobody's listening to her. And she's like, the only reason I'm a Kappa is because I'm a legacy. And I'm like, okay, so clearly one of her, like, maybe her mom or grandma or somebody was a Kappa before. And I'm like, we know that one of the, like, killers came from a Kappa. And it all had to do with the whole baby in the bathtub situation. I was like, okay, well, there's, like, a weird little hint and she's also just so overly dramatic and just whiny and they just <laughs> they just blow her off all the time yeah and yeah. i feel like it, you know it adds to her character like you know she was crazy enough she wanted to be a part of the kappas and she thought mm-hmm. she, so she thought she could fit in but then she is just constantly belittled so it really adds to her being like i'm gonna get revenge on the kappas because you never accepted me so i just want to watch you all die and i'll just really and because she's so crazy I figured, you know, if there's another killer involved, like, if she didn't really care about people dying, even though she had two boyfriends at that time, like, they both died at random times, and she just (laughs) was very overly dramatic upset, and that she was just playing it up. I was kind of hoping for that. No. And then, at the very end of that, the second to last episode, because she was playing a little sketchy when she was like, oh, I have to go, when she was on her phone. Oh, I have my Tinder date. Yeah, and I was like, oh, oh, no, you don't. And then when Leah Michelle's character, Hester, gets stabbed in the eye, I was like, oh, yes, yes. And then she's just in, like, the bathroom over the closet. And she's like, I don't know. I just heard somebody scream over there. I'm like, she's totally. I'm sure you pre- did. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sure you did because you're the one who did it. And then I was like, okay, are we really doing this? And then I was like, oh, but no, no. I'm like, oh, no, she's too crazy. Are we going to flip it again? So then I was like, ah. Oh. Because it would have worked out. You didn't suspect her the whole time because she was crazy enough to kill everybody that she was close to. She had the weird mention that nobody ever listened to what she had to say. You give, like, more of a role to Abigail Breslin to, like, fully take charge and be like, look at that. I was behind the scenes on it the whole time. So that's who I was kind of rooting for. <laughs> you know, my, my favorite my favorite scene with, Ab- with Abigail Breslin's character, I think, is at the end. The, the very, very end, like, during the epilogue episode. Um, where Hester's coming in with all of her, like, witnesses and stuff. Oh my gosh! To, like, to, to set up the framing of the Chanel's. And it was just, of course, because she's like, oh, you say this? This doesn't make sense? It's fine. I have two actors waiting in the wing. Let me bring them in. 
And she brings in she brings in Chanel, Chanel number five's parents. Parents. And and of course she's like, oh my god, mom and dad, please tell them I'm not a serial killer. And they're just like, oh no, our daughter is absolutely a serial killer. Because Hester like asked them, would you like help me frame your daughter? And they were like, yes. She's like, yes, we hate her. We want to get rid of her. Awful. <laughs> We need her gone. And and then, like, Chanel 5 just, like, breaks down. That poor girl. <laughs> Have your parents, like, immediately just betray you like that to the police. <laughs> oh, that slightly reminds me of uh, one of the other reasons why I thought Chanel number 5 could have been the killer was uh, back in the Thanksgiving episode when they all go off to be with their families. You never actually see oh, her with her family. Yeah. And then she comes back and it was like, oh, my family was gone. They left me behind. And I'm like, mm-hmm, I'm sure they did because you fair. don't have any family. That's fair. <laughs> maybe, maybe she was planned to be the killer. That would have been Maybe they left enough open for different people to kind of decide, like, how they wanted to end it. Hmm. Maybe, because that, yeah. that's a lot of good points. It's a lot of good Could points. Could have been fun, but yeah, you know, definitely Hester had a lot of the obvious signs, too. But it was also like, oh, darn, too expected, but okay. Yeah. You know what would have been super duper crazy, though? If it was Zayday. If it actually was? <laughs> if it actually was Zayday. And Denise Hemphill was right the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she found she found the uh, chainsaw underneath the bed. Mm-hmm. You know, and in, in Zayday never talks about her parents. She only talks about her grandma. Mm-hmm. That is true. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't really around for every single scene. And she really wasn't. There was, there was almost no. a whole episode that she wasn't in, like herself. But I think that mm-hmm. was because she was in the middle of, like, being kidnapped and held. Yeah. But, but that was also very um, suspicious, too. She was kidnapped and survived. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. Boone fell in love with her. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So yes. he kidnapped her and almost ruined the, the killer's plan, which yeah. is why he had to die in the end. Mm-hmm. piss off Gigi. well speaking of like the end episode too because at one point i was like no it'd be a really crazy twist if grace was also the killer because of just her being like so involved in the story and actually being related to the people in the story and then just not realizing she's the killer because i like one of the parts at the end where hester's bringing in everybody to be like these are the reasons why the chanel's are all involved and then says like about chanel number three having like some type of like oh my gosh she <laughs> Like a like a split, a split personality, personality. <laughs> and I love how she's like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, you're she right." She buys it immediately. If I blacked out, yeah, she's like, "No, of course I even remember. I am so sorry for the terrible things. I don't know what to say about myself. Of course I was working with what you." What was what was her personality's name? Uh, was it Dirty Betty or something like that? Oh my gosh, that was something ridiculous. <laughs> she's like, "Well, your split personality wrote me this uh, wrote me this letter one night when you were passed out, saying like that you're." <laughs> That you were the one who killed killed these people, and Chanel number three is just floored. She's like, "No, that yeah. makes so much yeah. sense." She's I like, "No, nope, no, nope. <laughs> nope." She's like, "I'm it, yeah." And and she just chills through that whole trial. She's just like, "Nah, dog, like it's fine." Yeah. <laughs> like it was nope. me. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, for real. But no, I was kind of glad they didn't have a character that had like a split personality or something. So I was okay. That ended up not being mm-hmm. true. But yeah, no. <laughs> For real, show where anybody could have actually been the killer, and there's definitely some evidence for almost everybody, but, like, mm-hmm. nope, they could have pulled it off. This this show is such a treat. Now, it's, and we haven't seen the second season, so mm-hmm. I wonder, 
I wonder how much of the first season remains in the second season as far as, like, the humor and the mystery and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll find out someday. And if listeners, if you're curious to hear our thoughts on that, yeah, let us know so that we can do a future episode about that season. We'll watch it for you. We'll do that yes, for you. we will. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like we covered a lot. Yeah. Does that about sum up our, our Scream Queens episode? I think so. Okay. Well, viewers, if you made it through the whole episode, um, also be sure to go follow and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast, okay? We're all over the internet nowadays. On YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. Um, if you have any ideas for episodes you'd like to hear from us in the future, uh, we're going to be, I think, be planning next year's episode. So let us know what you'd like to see from us. Um, and we'd be more than happy happy to explore those things with you if you ever have any questions with for us you want to reach out uh, you can email us at demasteredpodcast at gmail.com or just shoot us a message on on any of our social medias i think we'd like to chat with everybody there too so um until next time our final halloween episode we will see you then see ya.